With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Well, good evening, and welcome to another episode of A Sound Heart. We want to give God thanks for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, uh, who was crucified and who was buried and who rose again the third day according to the scriptures on our behalf. And so you and I, as believing ones, have been imputed with the righteousness of Christ. And this is the only reason that you and I can have access to the Father, to the Son, to the Spirit, to heaven, to indeed to fellowship with other believers. This is, and all is only through Jesus who said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man In the Greek, it is absolute. No man cometh unto the Father except through me. That statement is eternal. That statement has never changed, and it never will. It is the absolute truth of the word of God. There is no other way to heaven. And... Anyone who teaches so is a, let me clarify something about the word false in scripture. In, in the scripture, the word false is pseudos. And it literally means lying. So a lying prophet, one who contradicts the word, one who seeks to uh, negate the absolute nature of the word of God, one who compromises the truth, therefore does not stand for the truth and does not teach the truth as revealed in the word of God. So with that, let us have a word of prayer. Then we'll begin our study for tonight. We do thank you, Heavenly Father, for this opportunity to study your word. We ask to be guided by the Spirit, who is the author of the Scriptures, Lord, and we pray that the Holy Spirit will give us the understanding that we need in order to appropriate the truth, and not only that, but also to practice the truth that we have been given. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'm going to start uh, this more, uh, tonight. I'm going to read from uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3, 
and, and following. I'm going to start at verse 1. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. So you see the, this is the foundational uh, truth that, uh, that, that Paul is writing down about the last days. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. This is the foundation follow in this particular document. Telicus, and this is against the, the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not covet. Notary, thou shalt not pant after. Thou shalt not covet. Boasters, proud, blasphemers, and uh, blasphemy uh, is against both the heavenly, against both God and man. Blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Now, please note that Paul is not talking about culture at large. In Romans 1, he, he speaks of culture at large. Here, Paul is talking about uh, the what would be going on in the visible church in the last day. He's talking about the visible church. Then he goes on he, uh, after uh, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection for one's own family, truth breakers, choosers, Incontinent, literally without self-control. Incontinent, without self-control. Fierce. Despisers of those that are good. Because those that are good hold up a standard to which uh, these people do not want to see. And so therefore... Uh, they are the enemies of those that are good. They are the not merely passive enemies, but they are the active enemies. Backbiting, uh, gossiping. Uh, these are all. These are not passive actions. They are active. They're uh, uh, the, they're mischievous and malevolent uh, in the active voice, not in the passive voice. Then he goes on. Uh, that uh, he states that they are false accusers, incompetent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors. Traitors to whom? Traitors uh, to the gospel, principally. Traitors to uh, the finished work of Christ. And that their lives do not explicate, their lives do not exemplify the truth as in Jesus. They are traitors. They are treacherous people. Petty, high-minded. Now, I want you also to note that the attitudes that are that, that Paul speaks about here are inherent in the devil himself. Petty, high-minded, lovers of pleasures, plural, more than lovers of God. And verse 5, having a 
form of godliness. And that word morphe means the, the outward form of godliness. It is mere facade. Okay? There is no reality of the faith. It is mere, mere facade. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away, okay, the words of the apostle himself, from such turn away. Why? Because if you are with these people, they're going to ruin you. They're going to ruin your faith. They're going to, I'm going to use a word that's found in the book of Hebrews. They're going to stain your faith, okay, because of the picria and the, the Greek word for poison. Uh, they're, they are poisonous to your faith. You cannot have fellowship uh, or joint things in common with such persons. Okay. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captives, silly women laden with sins, led away with divers' lust, ever learning and never able to come to the epinosis. And that word here, epinosis, means the complete knowledge. It means the thorough knowledge. It means literally a perfect knowledge or perfect understanding of the truth. That is a complete understanding of the truth. That is epinosis. Now, when one studies the word of God and one believes by faith the word uh, that one has studied, and I mean studied, not merely read, then by faith, by Christus, that which you have believed in your heart by faith is transformed from mere gnosis, that is knowledge, to epinosis, that is complete knowledge. It is this store of epinosis upon which uh, one lives uh, through the filling of the Spirit one's life in Christ. Here's a note. One cannot have real epinosis. One can claim to have real epinosis, but one does not have epinosis if one has not crucified the flesh with its affections and love. These two do not work, uh, walks uh, are not side by side. You don't read that language in the word of God. Be careful of people who talk about uh, the old sin nature. That language is theological. It is not biblical. It is not found in the word of God. Paul does not talk about the, uh, write about the old sin nature. Paul writes about the socks, that is transliterated as flesh, Please read his treatise in the book of Romans on the sarks, not the old sin nature, not the old sin nature. Now, the New Testament uses two words for old. It uses a word that means ancient, from which we get our word archaeology, and it's another one from which we get our word paleology. Those words 
are not uh, used with harmatia or harmophilos. Harmophilos is the word for sinner. You never read those words and physis. Old, thin, harmophilos, nature, physis. You will not find those words in scripture. Be careful of people who use that language. So, uh, verse 7, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. He goes on a chapter. I'm going to uh, read chapter 4 now. Uh, this is chapter 4, verse 3 of Second Timothy. Verse 3, quote, for the time will come when they will not endure that liberty means to put up with. They will not endure sound, and that word sound in Greek is healthy. They will not endure sound or healthy, but after their own lust, they shall heat together themselves teachers having itching ears. That is, ears that are desirous of hearing pleasant things. See, remember what Paul wrote, that in the last days men shall be lovers of their own selves. And this is one of the results. They will not put up with, they don't want to hear sound doctrine. What do you mean I'm a sinner? What do you mean I must be saved by grace? What do you mean Jesus died for my sins? You see, the flesh has, and it is antagonistic. It, the flesh uh, cannot please God because the flesh does not love God. The flesh does not know God. The flesh does not, has no desire for God. See, and keep in mind that James wrote, that friendship with the world is the enemy of God. God is not going to make peace with, some people call it the fallen world. The Bible never uses that language. The Bible never talks about fallen mankind. The Bible never says the fall of man. Uh, in Genesis, God says, dying, thou shalt die. Paul writes in Ephesians 3, that we were dead, we were dead, we're dead, in trespasses and sins. You never read that word, uh, read the language, fallen world. I want you to get, I want you to understand that all this language has been used to seduce believers away from the hiatus, the demarcation, the division between life and death. There is no, God did not create a language of compromise. God never uses the word nice, uh, never talks about nice sinners. He doesn't use that language. Dying thou shalt die. Paul wrote we were dead in trespasses, and Paul wrote that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's the language. And Jesus himself said in, in, in John 3 that you and I, when we believe into Jesus, we pass from death, the death, 
into the life. That's the language. That's the literalism of the scripture. And so the Bible, uh, and let me go on. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they shall keep uh, themselves uh, to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn their ears away from the truth and shall be turned unto fable. They shall be turned unto fable. Now, one of the results of sinful living, sinful thinking, a sinful way of being is what? Is a the individual becomes unreal, uh, unrealistic because the, in, it, it, the individual becomes immersed in unreality due to sin. And shall be turned unto fables. That is the language of scripture. So, The Bible, some old theologians call this period the church age. Paul calls it in, in Ephesians and in, in Galatians 1, Paul calls it this present evil age. First Corinthians, Paul calls this time the day of man. In First Corinthians 5, Paul contrasts the day of man with the day of Christ. That's the language of scripture. We are presently in the day of man. We are presently in this present evil age. The day of man will culminate in what? In the tribulation period. The first three and a half years of that awful period called in scripture literally the great squeezing in the middle of that period if you read Daniel the man of sin the antichrist the son of perdition the little horn is going to break his covenant with Israel and then the horrific terrible great tribulation begins and for Three and one half years, the world is going to experience unprecedented misery. Isaiah writes that the judgments that will happen upon the earth will make the earth, will shatter the earth, will ruin the earth to such an extent that the earth will reel to and fro like a drunken man. C.S. Lewis wrote a book entitled The Abolition of Man. You need to read that book. Byron Skinner wrote a book uh, in which he calls for uh, the, the abolition of man. It is called Beyond Freedom and Dignity. Listen to the language. 
They tell you what they want to do to you beyond freedom and dignity. Professor Jose Delgado, many years ago, made an electronic, uh, made an electro, and he attached it to the brain of the bull. Delgado was able to stop the charge of this bull with a radio signal. I have talked to you many times about 5G, talked to you some about what? Human, uh, the, uh, uh, the human brain, the human nervous system, about synapses. I've talked to you some about vibrations, energy, and how uh, these people have the current technology today to destroy people with 5G. 5G is a weapon. Now, you can go back and read about Delgado's experiment with that bull. Now we're talking about so many years later. They're not going to tell you everything they could do with this technology and where they want to go and how they can brainwash with uh, the, the sophisticated uh, military CGI they have today. Look, Jesus forewarned. Jesus foretold. He said, look, there are going to come those who say, I am Christ, and lo, he is here, and he, and he is there. And Jesus himself said, do not believe. Don't believe them. He said it. He has foretold us. Read the Olivet Discourse in the book of Matthew. And read the other section of the uh, uh, Olivet Discourse in the book of Luke. Read and study the word of God. Be prepared in your heart. Be prepared in your soul. Store up, lay up a knowledge of the word. Now, I have followed over the years uh, this, this book uh, on, on humanistic uh, psychology uh, and how they have changed this book because the times are becoming more virulent. And these people are able to manipulate, to change definitions, to change uh, you from a person who, who doeth well uh, to a person who doeth evil because he stands against the state or what the state wants to teach. Now, I was part of the mental health community, the mental health board in my community. I saw what was happening. I knew what was going on. And when we had a patient advocate in our meeting talk about uh, you know, putting patients' information online in order to do a critical follow-up and cure that patient, I said, sir, they're going to, the state is going to access that information and use it in other ways. That man, with all my credentials and background, that man called me a liar. There were other people there 
who heard what he said, they gasped. And one lady stood up and said, sir, he is right. Because at the hospital where I work at, they are doing it now. They're, they're using that information now. Uh, now, we're, I'm years removed from that situation. And as I look back, I see the unfolding. And I see how things are being put together before people who, do, who have, don't have ears to see, ears to hear. They don't have eyes to see. Uh, because God has done what? God has sovereignly blinded them because they have rejected the truth. Just read the book of Mark about what God did to these people who rejected the truth. Then when Jesus was there, they refused the evidence that God had presented. And so God did what? He sovereignly blinded their mind so that they would not receive, uh, they did not love the truth, so they rejected the truth. So they were judged by God. Now, did judgment happen upon them in, in uh, 33 AD when the Pharisees, Sadducees, and the Herodians got together to destroy the life of Jesus? No. No. They, they weren't destroyed then. But in 70 AD, Titus laid siege to Jerusalem. Jerusalem was raised to the ground. He threw a siege engine around Jerusalem. He cut them off from food and water. When the Romans finally entered Jerusalem, they saw horrific sights. There were pots where they were left they, uh, that held the leftover remains of human babies and children. They destroyed, they laid siege to this city that in arrogance believed they had destroyed the life of the Son of God in 33 AD. And you know how people are because sin is not, is not just immediately they believe they can go on in their sinning. And what are they doing? They pile it higher, deeper. Then we'll be judged. So I can agree with sinners on TV because I'm going to make more money. I'm going to get more listeners to my podcast. And I can say, well, Jesus isn't the only way. And I can smile and people go, oh, okay, all right, I'll agree with you. And get you to confess that lie. Because what? It is consistent with the pseudos of this present evil age. And my Lord said, what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? You can pile it as high as you'd like, but when God comes for you, no one is going to stop it. Read about how God overthrew the head, that is, King Nebuchadnezzar, 
Read how God overthrew him. Read what God did to him. Read the book of Daniel about how God overthrew Darius. Read what God did. Read how God overthrew Pharaoh. Read what God did. Read how God overthrew kings of, of, of the northern kingdom. Read how God overthrew the sinful kings of the southern kingdom. Read how God used the Assyrians to destroy the northern kingdom that had become so arrogant and sinful. It, became, it was ludicrous. They, the high, they sinned with a high hand before God. Read what God did to the southern kingdom. And Nebuchadnezzar put in place, you know, a government to rule them, but then you have this king and his arrogance that believed he could, what? God, God was fighting against his people through Nebuchadnezzar. And this arrogant king believed he could stand up against uh, God. And then Nebuchadnezzar went in and he destroyed, he laid waste to Jerusalem. And God, through Jeremiah, said, here's the wooden yoke. And they didn't want the wooden yoke. God said, cooperate. And so God said, through Jeremiah, if you don't want the wooden yoke, then here's the iron yoke. Romans 1, Paul writes, how these people exchanged the truth of God for the lie. And then uh, they said, well, we're going to give up God. And now, <laughs> the finite tries to give, try to give up the infinite. The finite tries to give up the eternal. No, God gave them up. And what did he gave them, give them up to? God gave them up to themselves. God gave them up in their arrogance and cupidity. He gave them up to a reprobate mind, that is, a mind void of results. When you look on so-called fake news and when you look at uh, some of these podcasts and these people, what they're saying, understand that you are witnessing reprobate minds, minds void of results. And note the seriousness in their eyes but with which they believe the lies they promulgate. They're reprobates. They're castaways because they rejected the truth. Through the human will, the human volition, they reject the truth. And what does God do in turn? God rejects their minds. When I read their human psychology books and what what they read, uh, they have they can't even approach what God does to these people. They cannot undo what God does, and that's just the beginning. Peter wrote that with regard to these people that reject the truth. Peter wrote that God is able to curtail or to uh, imprison these people in misery. And I wonder why I never hear this taught 
over the years, I never hear, I hardly ever hear the truth about what God does to people who disobey him. And so the Bible says, uh, Peter wrote that God is able to contain these people in misery. Uh, Peter calls them the trifling ones. Now, this is Second Peter 2, verse 9, quote, The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptation and to reserve, this is the word I'm looking at, and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. This word, uh, reserve, means to, it means to reserve with harmful results. It is in the present tense. And it means uh, uh, the continuity of punishment. And so, as I have studied the Word of God over the years, and I have marveled over absence of an understanding of where they're going in, uh, on the lips of sinners and in their actions, I have, I have marveled over what they do to create their own ruin. So that's what Peter wrote. And that's just some of the details of what God uh, is that we're doing in the lives of these people with their moronic cupidity. Like God is not coming. Remember, Jesus died 33 AD. The Sanhedrin Council, the Herodians, the Sadducees, the Pharisees believe they put Jesus to death. Jesus died according to the will of the Father in 70 AD. And remember, they shouted before Pilate, crucify, crucify, and give us Barabbas. Barabbas, in the Greek, means son of Jesus. They chose their own. The world is consistent. The cosmos is consistent. And you look at stuff today going on, you go, well, how come this person wasn't punished, but this person was? The world loves its own. The world follows doctrine. Believers don't. That is, many believers don't. The world loves its own. The world loves its own. The world does not believe Jesus coming in. I saw on BitChute the other day, this guy from his own lips, this guy said, if Jesus were here today, he would put a spear through his heart. 
you know where we are? The murderous blasphemy that spilled from his lips. Life and death are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat the fruit thereof. This guy actually said that. And there are another group said, Jesus is not coming again. Don't believe that stuff about Jesus. You know, and they're always fighting Jesus. They want to fight Jesus. So when I read the book of Revelation and I read about Armageddon, I read about the Valley of Megiddo, I read about Armageddon, and I read about the robots that these people have created to fight humans. They have created a robot. Listen carefully. They have a robot that can only be satiated by eating human flesh, not just animal flesh, but human flesh. That's the advancement that these people have made. No one's playing. Jesus is coming again. God is coming again. These people have technologies that you wouldn't believe. I have some documents about technologies that are now in existence that I can never teach because people will not believe what I'm saying. One thing I have found, none of these technologies can defy the word of the living God who is coming again. And now I want you to see why when the tribulation begins, Jesus will take that scroll and he will open the seal to begin judging the cosmic system. The scroll represents title, deed, to the earth. Look up those terms if you do not understand what's going on. The scroll represents the title deed to the earth. That now is in the hands of the devil. God is taking it back. And God is bringing to an end this madness. Why get rid of man? Man was made in the image of God. Man was made in the image of likeness of God. Man was made in the shadow of Yahweh Elohim. In his image, in his likeness. Well, let's take that and split it. Let's shatter it. And uh, and note, let me tell you also, the Bible does not talk about two genders. The Bible speaks of Adam, male 
and female created he them. He called them both Adam, the penile member, and the, uh, the, the other name for the other man who has what? Who has ovaries and who has the, the womb. They were one. Echad. They were one flesh. Echad. Marriage. One. The woman was taken from what? The Adam. The two, the twain, the two became one. They want to shatter the creation of God. They want to shatter everything that God has done. Every good, God saw what he had made and he said it was good. Artificial moons, artificial suns, artificial clouds, artificial rain, artificial food, artificial water. They want everything to be the artifice. They want everything to be the artifacts of man. They want to eradicate and erase anything and everything that has to do with Yahweh Elohim. Paul writes about the ministers of Satan who masquerade as what? As emissaries or angels of light. They transform themselves. They're not going to let you see their real darkness. They're going to, uh, they masquerade as what? Ministers of life. So the gullible, the artless, the witless, so that those with the reprobate minds that have rejected the truth and who want to hear pleasant things and don't want to hear the truth will believe. This is their judgment. This is their judgment. They cannot see and do not, they do not understand that hell was made for the devil and his angel, and it was prepared in eternity, not in time. And they will share the destiny of the wicked. They know their destiny. They know where they're And it will be over. You and I will co-reign with Jesus when he comes back to claim the world. He's going to rule with a rod of iron. Now, this is after Armageddon. He will set up his capital in Jerusalem from where he will rule the world with a rod of iron. We will co-reign with him. You will do so if you are saved, if you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. Behold, now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. Please get your life right with the Lord. Read 1 Corinthians 15 about the gospel. Believe into the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. Good evening. My name is Dr. Josiah Rich, and God bless you.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.